Let's spread a song so you can sing along with a special guest star or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John. And with me today, I don't know how many times he's been on. It's definitely in the double digits. Maybe it's close to 20 at this point. It's Jason Kerr. Hi. <laughs> I lost count after two. So <laughs> good to see you again, love. Good to see you too, ma'am. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to, good to be back. What the fuck was this that you made me watch? <laughs> I thought it was fucking, it's fucking great. I, and another one that I grew up on. I grew up watching this. This is one I had on VHS and I'd watch over and over again. So it was actually really cool to hear the songs again. Fun fact, you can only have it on VHS. There is no DVD version of it. Uh, oh, look at and you. And what we're here to talk about is Raggedy Ann and Andy, a musical adventure. The oh. 1977 mostly animated movie it's animated i mean it's it, it's it's like toy story we gotta put a pin in that for a hot second because <laughs> this movie okay so the screenplay is by patricia back ray and max wilk based on the stories and characters by johnny gruel um oh, that, that's real gruel Music and lyrics by Joe Raposo, who some of you may, may remember he's like Mr. Sesame Street. Follow that bird. Follow that bird. And other, he didn't, Many like quite a few things. That we he didn't compose about. the theme song, but he composed other songs that a lot of people know. Um, yes. And this was directed by Richard Williams and an uncredited, uncredited director, uh, Abe Levitow. And yeah, that, looks, that looks right. And according to IMDb, Raggedy Ann and Andy leave their playroom to rescue Babette, a beautiful French doll kidnapped by pirates. Oh, Babette! What the fuck was this? This is this is a a kid version of Candide. I really, I really do think so. I literally think I think that like Babette is Cunegonde, and and the the uh. The camel is the the old woman. Uh, like there really is like there are like a lot of parallels to Candide in this. This is wild, <laughs> wild. So okay, first and foremost, the animation style kind of reminded me of like some Studio Ghibli stuff. What did you call me? They did like Howl's Moving Castle and. Um, uh spirited away and those oh yeah oh yes spirited away i mean academy award winner Mm -hmm. i i saw especially when we got to is the character's name the greedy yeah the greedy like that was wild Mm -hmm. (laughs) don't get me started on the twin naked dolls that whoa whoa that will Hot my nightmares, but I think we're also a racist. <laughs> I actually did a quick search to see if people were saying anything about them because I think they. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's racist because it isn't blackface. It's 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 it is perpetuating like a a. 
You saw the blackface though in it, right? Because I I thought I'm I was not alone sure, in but, that. But I'm, but I'm not sure it is. I think it's it is trying to talk about a style of I don't know. I didn't do enough research on that, and I and I frankly I didn't want to because I didn't want to ruin this movie for my childhood. You know, well, you also didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. But it's a big rabbit hole. It's a big rabbit hole. They're naked, and they may be blackface caricatures. Unclear. I wouldn't say they're. I wouldn't say the blackface because they do have black hair. But their fit. Well, so their bodies are brown, but their face is not. Which is no, what their faces are black. They're black. Okay. Yeah, they're they're black. They're just. It's just those big eyes and the fact that they're like the twins from The Shining, where they're they like cute, they're like cupy they're cupy dolls, aren't they? They. they I don't know what they were. I was just like, <laughs> what is this? I can't. This movie is going to be in my nightmares, Jason, and I'm not ha- happy about it. You're welcome. You're welcome. I feed nightmares. Never. I, I'm the Freddy Krueger of the real world. The last movie that gave me nightmares was fucking Color Out of Space, and that <laughs> had reasons because it was a horror movie. The last one that, that that gave me nightmares is Dan True in the Dark. Oh, oh boy. Um, this is this okay. Toy Story stole from this movie, yes, a hundred percent. I'm surprised no one said anything about it. They probably did, and we just haven't found anything because I was watching it Disney and I was just like, I was like, story. they stole almost everything. Every it's the same, theme. it's the exact same concept, except and... that it's two leads instead of what just Woody. So like Raggedy Ann and Andy are the leads uh, of this one. Woody, Woody and Buzz Lightyear, Lightyear. Well, so Buzz Lightyear is Babette. That's what I'm saying. Because when Babette gets introduced to the, the toy room, she doesn't know oh, she's oh, a toy at new, first. Oh, because he's new. Yeah. He's new. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, so. yeah. Because Woody is, is there. Yeah. Woody is the, the one who is the most favored of the, of the toys. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is like in charge of the of the of the of Andy's room. It seems yeah, like yeah, he's the ringleader. So watching this, I was just like, so Pixar just stole the beats from. Yeah, this. I mean Disney. Disney is. I mean it's Pixar, uh, but these studios are known to steal concept before. Like apparently, The Lion King was stolen. Uh, yeah, the uh, Kimba, the White Lion, um, but also Hamlet. Uh, it's, oh, it, it is it is Hamlet. It is Hamlet. It is but Hamlet. then I was the with this one though. I also saw Ray from Princess and the Frog in the camel. Because like, hey, the, hey, remind me who character is Ray? So Ray is the firefly in the Princess and the Flo- Frog who is in love with a star. He calls the star Evangeline and everything. And so oh. the camel in this one, while looking at the stars, see other camels. And I was just like, that's really close to Ray's. You know what this reminded me of? And I didn't feel this way when I saw Prince and the Frog, but I felt like the camel was like a war vet. I can see that. I mean, I think they're trying to have kids sympathize with what was happening. I mean, it's 1977, the Vietnam War just just ended. En- just ended and i think they're trying to ha- help kids sympathize with what they were seeing 
but also World War II is still in everyone's mind. I know yeah, it's but, like 30 but, years but the later. Vet, but, but the vets, but the, the war vets from Vietnam are are something uh, else. I mean, they're very different from the war vets from World War II. I mean, the 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 you ever talk you ever talked to a World War II? I mean, sorry, walk talk to a, a, a Vietnam War vet? No, but I've seen enough uh media to know my god shit the stories down. are insane i i can't believe the type of things that they that they went through <sighs> but like this movie is just insane <laughs> like after after i never get enough i just wrote down what the fuck like what is happening in this movie? What were you I, most confused by? Everything. everything. <laughs> like, okay, I get it. It's an adventure tale. Their their goal is to save Babette from the pirate who abducted her. But like the way that I know it's animated, so like they can get away with a lot of things, but there are some rules that they didn't set up that they broke so like okay so like the one major rule that they have in the movie is like is basically like what you said is toy story where the the toys are alive when no human is around fine i get that rule but the concept of like space and size and distance i did is- notice that this time the the concept because it got better as the movie went on but in the beginning they were not proportioned to what their actual doll size was that and like the fact that the the pirate ship was able to get out of that um what is the, it called the the, the door the, 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 snow, window? the globe the snow globe no uh, to get out of the snow globe when the size was so big well because you no know, but you saw what happened like once he opened the 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 window the whole the all of the glass burst see that i didn't notice but then also yeah. the the cuckoo bird like well let's, the, the thing about the cuckoo bird is i where was cuckoo bird when they're trying to open the box of that bat because bat i mean that that would have been an easy fix and then the poor clock guy wouldn't have to be teeter-tottering on on the poor whatever it was so weird that was so precarious i was nervous the one thing i also didn't like was the pirate thrusting his hips while babette was taking her gloves off i was like this is this is weird when he was singing a miracle he was thrusting his hips these were different these were different times i don't care this is a child children's movie these were different times. Why is why is he having a raging heart on and thrusting it towards Babette? Which fun fact? There I is. Found, there, oh yeah, oh, I I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say that she was originally called Fifi in oh. earlier scripts. No, no, no. Okay, I thought you said something else because the the the, the voice of Raggedy Ann is Frenchie from Greece. Is Didi Khan? Yes. 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 And and. And, and again, speaking of Candide, Raggedy Andy is the original Candide from Candide. So that was the another weird thing, too, because you have Didi Khan, who has a very fantastical, childlike voice, 
naturally. Yeah. Uh, apparently, she had it wasn't laryngitis. There was some something that she had. Um, Is it reflux? Just throwing things out there. Maybe, maybe it was. Uh, she nope. She had laryngitis when her vocals were recorded, and she was disappointed during um, her recording session of home. But apparently, wow. everyone loved it. And so it's you had her with this voice, and then you have Andy with this smooth adult yeah. voice. And I was just like, y'all are supposed to be siblings? Come on. The apple falls far from the tree sometimes. Um, but like, didn't it also in in what what the fuck was that song? Candy Hearts and Paper Flowers. Didn't it kind of sound song. like I it, love it, that song so much. But like, didn't it kind of sound like she was off pitch? I didn't rec- I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't clock that. Okay. Okay. I just there was parts of it that I was just like, oh, Didi Khan. <laughs> oh no. I mean, there's a reason she doesn't really sing in Greece. But didn't she sing on um, Thomas the Tank Engine? Oh shit! You're right. I forgot that she did that. Happy Time Station or what? Sunny Time Station or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did she sing in Greece too? She was in Greece too. She did not sing in Greece too. She was barely in Greece too because she like, was in Greece too because the script kept changing. So they just wrote her out. So, <laughs> uh, okay, all right. But show this, business. This this fucking movie is. What I again? I was just like, I know we we buried the hatchet, but I was just like, are you are you mad at me again? Did I do something wrong? I, I, I I'm a Taurus. I can hold I can hold on to spite for a long time. Fuck! I thought we ended the feud. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Although I gotta say though, this was like wild in a trippy way though. Not wild as in like a, this is like terrible and I hate my H. life. H R Puffman kind of stuff. HR Puff and stuff. I can see that. I can yeah. see like the the wilder side of like Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. Um, seventies the, the, the banana splits gang. I, I got I, all I can say is just seventies man. The seventies were all about that. that. That that was their whole thing. They did mushrooms and they made they made children's TV shows. And then they dropped some acid. I'm here for it. Maybe that's it. why I wasn't ready for this because i wasn't on acid i will tell you that i was watching uh in the afternoon and i high as, as a kite as, i got as, it no as soon as the greed came on i went for my pen <laughs> i said i said wait a minute i'm not ready so i went for the pen and then i came back and i finished the film as high as a kite so I have, I have, I have both perspectives of this film. I have sober and I have high. And then there was the king, that. Oh, I love that. Where okay, so I don't, I don't know if I ever said this, but like whenever I write an outline for my guests to come on an episode, I always mm-hmm. write out the songs so this way, like, um, we have it as a reference. And when I read the title before seeing the movie i've never seen the movie before us recording this by the way um so but when i saw the title it's not easy being king when you're short i was just like it's called short kings (laughs) that's 
That's the name of his song. It's not easy being king when you're short. It's not easy being king when you're short. That you thought that, that was? No, I I just, I didn't know what the melody was, but I was just like, it's called short kings. That's what, we, that's what, I, that's a modern term. God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> this movie was so dumb. <laughs> It was, so, it was so dumb it, and I was too so, sober for it. <laughs> oh, see, no one no see no one told you to be sober. I knew that I knew that at one point I had to be high. I had I had I watch things sober because I don't want it to be influenced. <laughs> oh, I get that. You can still have a critical thought whilst high. I mean, I probably would have sat back and enjoyed the ride more. Yeah. But maybe, that's where I, maybe that's where I was. But instead, I was just like, what is happening? Who said yes to this? What is going on? They were is all that drinking a, and doing acid. Is that we went from the 60s? Of- we went from the 60s where everyone was drunk to the 70s where everyone was high. Someone said yes to everything back then. So then I read that Patricia Thack- Thackeray, the, one of the screenwriters... Um, reworked the story in 1981 to be a stage version, and that's I how the that worked out. that's the version that's done today by many schools and community theaters. Oh, however, Joe Raposo and writer William Gibson, yes, the guy that wrote a lot of uh, technological thrillers or high uh, or fantasy sci-fi thriller. He wrote the Neuromancer. He also wrote Itaru. That's the one that I know him from. Really, he wrote John, he wrote the book, the novel Johnny Mnemonic. He wrote oh shit. Um, yeah, he writes a lot of like that genre of like yeah. science fiction meets technology. There okay. is a word for it, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. It's called John will forget. John will forget, yes. But the two of them teamed up and wrote a different version, a different stage version in 1984 that went to Broadway and flopped miserably. Wait, I didn't see you do your research. I didn't do anything. I but watch it. Um, I I didn't know this, and I I feel like I should know it now. Yeah, it went to Broadway in 1986. Oh my god, I was a whole five years old. I had to have heard something. <laughs> so it was originally called Raggedy Ann, and then it it was retitled briefly Rag Dolly based off the song because that's one of the songs And they kept that, it. They kept it? That Raposo kept in the script in the show. The other one was blue. I wonder what the show looked like. How many drugs can you take? You might be able to see it. You, could you find anything? Life. Could you find anything on that? Um, I haven't done that much of a deep dive, and I kind of don't want to because <laughs> this is this is a wild ride. And apparently, um, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I'm finding. Did you find it on YouTube or something? I'm finding. Oh, there are photos. Send them to me. Send me the link. I'll I'll make sure to post them. Oh my god! There are so many photos. I just, I, I literally just did. Um, I'll show you. I'll send you the. 
You want to say anything to the chat in the chat? Uh, text it to me. Oh, you found it on your laptop? Yeah, I'm on my. That's what I'm recording. Um, I didn't know if you were looking on your phone. Would you look, Raggedy Ann? Oh my God! Found script and footage. Shut up. <gasps> what? It ran for. It ran for. It was a flop. It ran for. It it ran yeah. for 15 previews and five performances before abruptly wow. closing on October 19th, and that is from the the show's Wikipedia page. And oh, dear sweet baby Jesus. Oh, oh the horse. Oh my God. We have a song list too. Ragdolly is the only one that is left. It's all, almost all new material. Welcome to LA. Um, uh-huh. It's the only one that, exi- that, that sticks. With Blue, blue the, ca- the song that Camel a, sings. It had, a, yeah, Camel, uh, we had, so it was at the Kennedy Center. It uh-huh. did Moscow and ESIPA. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that. Uh, 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 oh my god! I... Some some of the same people did the all all these productions. <gasps> there's video. Hold on. Um, Message me a... the video later. I want to see it. Audio, wanna... There's audio bootleg of it. Oh my god, man! Do, oh, I I had things to do tonight. <laughs> I. I don't have anything else to do at this point. You're, you're like, I, we're going to push it back to tomorrow. We're going to watch <laughs> all of this. Everything will be done today. It'll be tomorrow. Apparently, this movie is based off of one of the books that Johnny Gruel yes. wrote. Yes. They changed some things here and there. Um, and I, I read that in Patricia Thackeray's play, or stage version she changed some things so like there is no pirate um yeah it's the 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 knight or whatever he is the knight the soldier that they meet that's part of that throws the pies and things oh <laughs> yes yeah that like he's now the one that abducts the bed that makes everything. sense that makes sense I mean, it's it, it it is. I mean, it's so wild and so ridiculous, and and it's just a story. You can change anything. It's not it's not as pertinent as Candide. I mean, Candide was written a long time ago. This is just so so dumb. <laughs> it's silly and it's psychedelically uh, contrived. Like, were the kids also on acid while watching this? God, I hope they were. I was on something. Like, was this one of your childhood movies that you yeah, watched, watched multiple times? I, I had this on VHS. I would, I would, uh, I mean, it was recorded from TV, but I would watch it all the time because I loved it. So, uh, were any parts did you find scary as a kid? No, you can't scare me. Well, I didn't know if, like, maybe the greedy was a little off putting. No. Or those twin naked dolls that no. scared the shit out of me. I was a latchkey child. You could, you can't, you can't, you couldn't put anything over me. <laughs> you, can't, you can't scare me. I see. I saw it all. So, how did you feel though about the shift from the real world to the animated world? I, felt like, I, I literally felt like Toy Story. I was like, oh, Toy Story. That's. But, that's I, I said it out loud at one point. Would Would you have rather it? be all one genre 
So like no. it all be animated or it all be live action? No, because it, 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 um, it raised the, st- the stakes. I hated the transformation parts. But that's because yeah. that's, that's a thing I have when it comes to like old, uh, older movies. Yeah, and they, they didn't know how to do it that well. It's not smooth, right? It's very, very dumb. <laughs> This movie is so stupid. <laughs> There's sometimes where I'm trying. There are a couple movies that I've, I've been like, "Oh wait, for that time, that was pretty amazing," but for this time, it was pretty appropriate. I was just like, "What is this? What are these songs? What are, like they? There were some nice songs. In there were a lot it. of great songs. A lot. Um, um, Blue was a good one." Uh, Candy Hearts, Baby Flowers. Yeah, that was a really. That's my favorite. Um, my I'm home was nice, but like no girls toy. After that, well, that's that's what I used to sing that song as a kid. I used to know every word. So, are you happy that male fragility makes an appearance in this movie? Yeah, well, now I know, uh, <laughs> but back then, but back then I didn't know. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I but I knew I knew that song was written towards me and now thank you very much i'm gonna call my therapist after we finish this <laughs> you pick this one you pick this one not me buddy i said i may have consented to it but i'm not the one that picked it so don't go blaming me to your therapist for this one i'm gonna throw your name around i think you're responsible for other things in my life but i digress uh- we all know about Annie. I will never forget it. Elephants. I'll never forget you for it. How dare you go? <laughs> mm, revenge is How sweet. Dare uh. <laughs> revenge is perpetual. Oh my god. I I think for me though, I kind of wish that like I know um we've done other ones where there's been people in masks and costumes and things like that to represent. Mm -hmm. But I think this one, I wanted it to be a hundred percent animated just so this way we can compare it more to toy story. You know, it's funny. Um, In high school, my music teacher wrote a play about toys coming to life in a toy room and we were in it. And at one point I said, this is like Raggedy Ann and Andy. It's re- it's it's really kind of it's inspired a lot of things. I actually think she did based off of Raggedy Ann and Andy. So Toy Story, you have a lot to explain for yourself. A lot. She, I mean, it may have broken more than one copyright infringement. I was also a little confused. So in the beginning of the movie, they talk they credit those that animated the characters okay but i didn't know if that's what they were or if they were like the human models that they used for the for like oh i don't know because sometimes in in the pre-animation they do um like you know work with the puppets or with the likeness so right, like, like there is footage from vintage Disney, classic Disney, where like there is an actress dressed up as 
the character that they then have them move around so that the animators can yeah. draw can guests. So I'm not sure if that's what they were crediting. I need to go back and rewatch it, but I, they credited. No, they credited the animators. As they should, it's it's an animated feature. And then there's, but like saying that Raggedy Ann was animated by Tissa David or Grandpa, which that character definitely was stolen in Toy Story 2. Like, as who, who is he? Uh, so Grandpa in this one is the one that has the, the Red the, the Union. No. Oh! The Red Union. Oh, yeah, and the, and and the, the, straw, and and the, the straw, straw hair. Yeah. And then in Toy Story 2, Kelsey Grammer voices a character that oddly looks similar to Grandpa in this movie. I have to take a look. I, don't, I actually don't remember that. I've, I've only seen Toy Story 1, 2, and 3, but a very long time ago. Yeah, so in the second one, they're when they add more characters that are part of like Woody's world, um, oh, there's a old man who's still in the box, uh, and his voice by Kelsey Grammer. He looks exactly like the grandpa in this movie. <laughs> On the Wikipedia page, you could see all the people who are credited as the animators for each. That's character. wild. I'm not going to look, but I believe you. Yeah. Uh, and apparently Tissa David is like the first female to animate a leading character in an animated movie. What's she doing now? I don't know. <laughs> Working. Is there a, hyper- is there a hyperlink? Um, oh, well, she is dead. dead. But Look at that. Look at that. Rest, she, God rest you. She uh, wa- died she from the, a... She died the very next year. The, the very next year? Did she no, die from COVID? No, she died in 2012 of a oh. brain tumor in New York. Well, death be not proud. That's all. She's a New Yorker. Uh huh. Well, she's from Romania, actually. Oh wow! How long did she live there? Uh, it doesn't say. We know of all the things Wikipedia can provide. They can provide us with how long she was in her country of origin. How dare they? Shoddy journalism. She was born in 21, though, and she became interested in being an animator in 1937 after seeing Snow White and Seven Dwarves. That's amazing. That's actually pretty amazing. And then she moved to Paris in 1950. Did she, did she work at uh, uh, she, Jean, Jean Cocteau? She became like an animation director and principal mm-hmm. animator for the animated film Bonjour Paris. Okay. Um, I think she was an actress as well. I'm sorry. No, and then she emigrated to New York in 55. And then she worked on, she just was busy working. Um, Worked on short films and commercials. Um, She worked on a show, on a show called Of Demons and Men. I'm into the title. And a short film called Cockabee body cockabooty um, say, say that one more time please cockabooty sounds like two words i like very much um and then she did in 1976 an animated film called everybody rides the carousel uh where meryl street provided the voice for one of the act characters so yeah 
She's done a lot, it looks like. Let's ask, Mer- let's ask Meryl if, if it was uh, any good. I know you know her. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, but like, I've been watching through this and I, and a lot of it is through you being a guest. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of like 70s uh, animated things and this seemed like very original. I yeah. will give it that. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it provides, it's its own voice. It's very wacky and weird and the way that they move through it the way, and the conclusions they get to because at the end of the day it's about um it's about the unconventional family they, oh. they it is i mean the 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 it's about them saving babette who is a new member of the family and then the the how the how the toy the the the, the toy room works together you know when they're in that unit but then raggedy and andy are the ones who are you know have to go out and and save Babette, but then they meet the camel. Right. And, and they become a unit. It's almost like a Louis Ravaz a little bit, right? So uh, a question now that I have for you is, do you think this is real? Or do you think that Marcella is playing with her toys? No, this is real. This is real. Okay. Because, I mean, the way that they make it seem like is like they go on a real adventure, but Marcella ends up finding the toys in their backyard. Yeah. In her I backyard. Mean, it, it, so it, it, was a, it was a journey. They're little toys. So then where, where's the greedy? In the, in the whatever, when, when her mother threw out the, uh, the ice cream, it's probably the garbage can of sweets. Uh Either garbage can or like just a puddle of like sweets that someone left left somewhere because of the party. Oh, because remember oh, yeah. it's Marcella's it her, party. It was her birthday party. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe someone left. Some, maybe someone left the cake out in the rain, and they never got that recipe again. And maybe they. I knew maybe, you were going there when you first said let the cake out in the rain. I knew you were going there. Don't say it because for those of you who don't know, I want you to look it up and figure it out yourself. Yeah, if you don't know it, you should be ashamed of yourself. Um, <laughs> Here, but, here's a hint. She hates gays, but gays are her fan base. Watch you hate gays. She made a statement once saying that talking out against gays and then she retracted it years later oh i have to i have to i have to look this up because i grew i i my 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 the person who my sherpa through the gay lifestyle was a donna summer stan and like i grew up like revering her because he revered her so this is a lot to this this you get you you threw a bullet to my chest sorry or am i because i'm I'm teaching you. She because she said something, and then she was like, "This is taken out of context." Blah blah blah, and it's like, "But you still said it." I love PR before the nineties, before <laughs> before the internet, really, and yeah, Twitter and internet. all that. 
it's interesting. I mean, but it did start a bit when we were young. There was like gossip and like it, it would move. Oh yeah, there's not the gossip the columns and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you we digress. I'm huh? intrigued. I, I sometimes I do this, but I'm intrigued to see, um, the budget and everything for this. If it's Are on IMDb, it? yeah. So the budget estimated was four million dollars. And sense. yeah, because like animation takes a while. I yeah. know that they wanted and there's it, some cool anim- animation stuff happening. I know that they wanted it to be um, like a holiday release, but it got pushed back because animation takes a while. Mm-hmm. So it was released on <laughs> it was released on April first, nineteen seventy seven. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. And the, I know the IMDb trivia page lists the address to Marcella's house, which is in oh. Jersey. Where in Jersey? Um, oh my God. If this Boonton, is Jersey, then. Bont, Bont, Boonton, Jersey? B O O T O N. If this is Jersey, then the, the greed could, be, could have been anything. It could have been something that fell from the sky. The greedy could be Staten Island. It really could be. It really could be. Because Staten Island is really a trash. Well, I mean, it it is made out of trash. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You you actually are not wrong. You're not wrong. Nope. (laughs) I forget about that. that. Sorry to anyone that is listening, an avid fan from Staten Island, but. No, it's true. They know the truth. Listen, you can't. If you know the truth, you're going to be happier in life. It's made from garbage. So, so. Trash. How do we get back to the movie? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. We, we, we're, we're, we're far, but, 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 but it's, um, it, it's, a, it's a trip of, like, like the trip to Staten Island. <laughs> this movie is an adventure. And then to find out, though, that they are not saving a damsel in distress is very, I find that, that to but, be but, very but forward. That, that, see, that is where I was like, oh, this is Candide. Because in Candide, she like she was kidnapped, but she was like she had a high status. So are you saying that this was inspired by Candide? I I, I really truly do. And there then are inspired lot of, there, there are a lot of Candide like moments in, in, in this. And it's all it's missing is the real philosophy. It's not based on philosophy, but it's it does have Candide moments. Because Kunigonda, she she doesn't need saving, but she does need saving because she's being raped by the archbishop and the pope. But but she's also being showered with gifts. Right. She's living a very comfortable life. And she's then the one that sings glitter and be gay, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's been yeah. a while since I've seen it. So okay. Okay. I'm obsessed with it. I listen to it every few weeks. I have the um, I have the filmed version that Kristen Chenoweth did. Isn't that that's actually Lincoln where Center. I first discovered I didn't know Candy before then. That's and the one I with also it. Patty. Patty LuPont. <laughs> and they make and they and they have jokes about like about Patty LuPont. Well, also making her grand entrance. And it's like, no, not yet. That's like a running joke that they have in it. And it's amazing. Um, and the funny thing is, I don't think the attendant is it is in the book of the show, but Lonnie Price made that happen. That, it, it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant. But Candide's also been changed so much. There's so many versions of Candide. 
So then, okay, continue your um, similarities with Candide because I find it very interesting. So who would... The, the I don't know the characters. The characters don't match up. They don't okay. match up the same way that than Candy, but the same adventure, moving, going towards destination, is is um what Candy's about. So I know I I keep forgetting to actually ask you this, but like, who would you want to play in the stage version of this movie? Because he gets the most shtick. It would be the the guard in that joke world. Okay. Yeah, because he, he gets he gets a lot of good jokes. He gets a song too, doesn't he? Or part he does of a, get song? a song? He gets a whole um, production number. He's part of uh, "It's Not Easy Being a King When You're Short." He gets a couple of verses here and there. Oh yeah, you're right. It must be, but he has like a moment. There's a moment before that where he does like a bunch of jokes. But I thought it was a song. Maybe I'm wrong. Um. I I have read though that they so they are brother and sister in this version, but there are other versions of the of the characters where they're in a relationship. They're dating. That's incest. No, because they give them a different backstory, so it's totally different. All right, all right, I'll buy just, it. Just just because they're both named Raggedy, a name doesn't mean that they are sim- always going to be siblings i felt a little inset like they were a little incestuous in this movie i'm not gonna lie to you what moments i can't give you specific ones I j- it was just a feeling that i had throughout the whole movie that i was just like one of them wants to bang the other one and it kept flip-flopping mostly project- andy wants to bang Anne. were you projecting no <laughs> no this movie this movie was insane and it's crazy but i loved it and it's so it's so weird to like thank you for letting me do this too because it's it's so weird to like go back and look at these movies from when when i was a child and realize that they 100 percent shaped me (laughs) so okay then so what part of this shaped you there is a level of insanity and 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 camp to this movie that i that i just accepted but but i also think that's of any of the kids who grew up in the 80s because you're a little younger than me right Mm -hmm. i i i i was i was around for for nine years of the 80s uh and there was a lot of like Wee herman um Mm. uh what else was was super campy that was just on tv oh the reruns of of uh the, the banana split gang um what else so this was a movie though was there there was a tv version show right if there was i did not i did not see it because it's funny i was telling my mom that um you know i uh, i was like oh i'm recording this today and she's like you never watched the show and i was like <laughs> what she's like yeah you never wanted to watch that show you well, there- my, myself be- and my sister never wanted apparently wanted to watch this so i think she was right i think there was a saturday morning cartoon of raggedy and andy it, 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 it now and i'm not going to google this because i'm going to go from memory i think it was on disney interesting this movie was on disney so it's possible and this would make sense 
that when they bought the franchise, I'm sure Disney owns part of the franchise, that they that they acquired this film. Um, so I'm reading here, Paramount Global through Paramount Pictures produced the Raggedy Ann cartoons, um, owns the right to the film via Simon and Schuster, um, but also 20th Century Fox under the CBS license. Yeah, CBS and Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. uh, Right, but 20th Century Fox also owns it. So, like, and 20th Century Fox is now owned by Disney. So, who knows who actually owns this? But all I know is that it could could have been something that that was in their hands because it was on Disney all the time. That's how I watched. That's all. When I came home from school, it happened to be on, and I kept watching. I was like, I really like this, and I recorded it. So this, so this movie. You can only get the VHS of it. There is no DVD or Blu-ray print of it. Um, I know I watched it on YouTube, and that's because people have taken the 35 millimeter film, digitized it, and then are illegally putting it up on websites and everything like that. The 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 version that I watched, the 35 millimeter version, was beautiful. The color was brilliant. I can I just say though, so the one that I watched on YouTube. There was like little flickering of like film it. and stuff, and I was like, "This is this adds to it. it." It made me feel. It actually oddly made me feel like I was a kid again. Yeah, it it added to the reminder of like you're watching a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind, I kind of, I dug it. I'm not- I was into it. I was into it. I, I, I'm glad. I'm, I'm grateful for the people who take the time to add the things that they loved as a kid. And put it on YouTube because you are my people. You are the people who I live by. And, and you, who got me through? Who got me through some of pandemic? And there were some things I was like, huh? And, and the fact that it's on YouTube for free makes it yeah. even better, especially even during better. the pandemic when we were unemployed for much. We just had to watch it. whatever was available. We found some stuff. Found some good shit on there, but now I'm YouTubed out. Uh, I'm all YouTube. That I tried. I tried. Jason, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into sharp and flat? Um, hold on. I did write some notes down on this one. Oh, oh. my God! Wait. Um, Sheldon Harnick was Barney uh, Beebly? Be- Beasley. Who the fuck is that? Sheldon Harnick is a composer. No, no. Who's Barney? Um, I think he was the fix it up guy. Oh no, no, wait, no, the, he's the 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 sock pocket pu- puppet. So he didn't have many lines. Uh, yeah, Barney Barney and, Beanbag and Socko. Yeah, that was. Are you seeing it now? His name? Yes. Yeah, he he uh, he wrote. She loves me. Yeah, Bakken Harnack. Uh, he he's part of, part of that team. Um. And he's still alive. I got to. Oh wait, is that him? And you keep bringing it he's up. He alive. wrote the Phantom Toll Booth, the lyrics for it. Yeah, I didn't know that. So I think we have to do the Phantom Toll Booth. He also wrote fit for Fiddler. Fiddler, she loves me. Um, he wrote the lyrics for Fiddler. Yeah. Did you write Shenandoah as well? Uh, I'm not seeing it, but okay, that's because not. I'm doing I'm, a quick I, glance I, of I it. He also wrote a version of Pinocchio with Mary Rogers. 
I did know that. Not the one we saw, though. No, but he did write a version. Okay. Um, yeah. And then also, Mary Rod- we got we got to do a Mary Rogers music movie musical. She has to write. She has to have one. And also, Joel Silver voiced the greedy. Well, look at that. And for those of you who don't know, Joel Silver is a, a another famous actor, um, stage, TV, film, and radio. Um, I mean, he's he's been in a bunch of things. He was in he was in Death Trap. He was in um, Rhinoceros. What did you call me? With Gene Wilder. That man got around Gene Wilder. Yeah, Gene Wilder got did get around. He was also uh, yeah. He was also in Creep Show too. This guy. So oh shit. That's yep. fame. <laughs> That's fame. That's fame. <laughs> Love the Creep Show. Uh, and then I just want to say, Mark, did we actually say Mark Baker, the guy who played Andy? We, I don't think we mentioned his name. We mentioned his name, but he's the, the original Candide, right? Uh, am, I, am, I, am I confused? When did Candide that's come I, out? That's the, uh, Candide would have been... Uh, um, okay, okay. Are you ready for this? Are you ready talk for to this? Me. Talk to me. So Mark Baker made his acting debut in Your Good Man Charlie Brown in <gasps> 1970 off-Broadway playing Linus. Oh my god. He, I, and yes, he appeared in 1974 as Candide in Candide see, and was this... nominated for Best Tony for a featured actor. In the see, musical. the pieces are starting to come together. I think that we have, I think this is why you have to do a live show of this show, because there is a moment to put these pieces together and to do something fun with that. All right. Well, we, we definitely need to do you listeners out there. You should contact us. If you think that we should do a live version of life is but a song. Like we should do a concert of all the some of the stuff that we've talked about over the years. I think we should, but you know, not everyone yeah. thinks so. Years. It's been a year and a half, <laughs> almost two years. But we talked about a lot of stuff, and if we pull, if True. each person, if you just talk to one person who did who did each show and said, "Hey, what's your favorite one?" Sing something from the song, and then maybe do like a company number up from like from like something. We we'd have a fucking show. Do company from company since we already since we did. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into Sharp and Flat, shall we? All right, let's do it. Sharp Flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. Uh, why don't you go first with your sharps? My Oh, I got to be doing sharps first. Okay. Yeah, we're doing um, first. As far as songs go... And I don't. I, I think I may have fast forwarded through the song as a kid because I didn't remember it at all. Um, Candy Hearts and Paper Flowers is a beautiful, beautiful, charming song. I, 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 I was actually like, I put my hand over my heart after it was over. It's such a beautiful song and a little catchy tune. Uh, so that is definitely a sharp for me. And the insanity of it all is a sharp for me. So for, I think, the first time in this podcast's history, I didn't write anything down as a sharp. Oh, get her. Get her. Okay, but I didn't hate the movie. 
I'm going to say that. I did. All right. I, I think I just like liked it. Okay. Like room temperature liked it. it. I got yeah. through it. I think also I need to rewatch it maybe to like fully appreciate it. All but right. this first go around, I was just like, there isn't really anything that I really <laughs> liked or really wanted to highlight. I got some flats though. Oh, well, talk to me. So the pirate thrusting his hips did not like that at all. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, the captain, I should say. And okay. then also on a meta level, the nightmares I'm going to have because of this <laughs> animation style, especially the twins. Whoa. Whoa. They are going to haunt my nightmares. And this What's is your fault. What's in the box? <laughs> The fact uh, that ev- all their lines to you are sing-songy, I was just like, no. It is a style. I think, uh, I, I don't know what that style is. I've seen it elsewhere. I've seen it in other places, but I don't know where it stems from. So that, I mean, that, that's some research on my end. I would you do. not call it a recitative? No. Okay. No. Recitative is, uh, um, is sparsely quoted dialogue that's supposed to be, sp- that's supposed to be spoken. Uh, and you have some freedom. This is this was stylized. Oh, yeah. Okay. Retrative is, is is a form style, not a style style. So this is what they were doing was a was a stylized movement, stylized dance. If I if I have my if my if just off the top of my head, I would say that this style stems from the from like a vaudeville era where you had twins, twin mm. acts and something like that. Um but but it comes from something, and I don't, and I, which is why I don't, we, we're not finding anything about the racist terms of it because it's. I don't think it's rooted in, in racism, but I do think it's rooted in black culture. Okay. So, um, I'm, I'm, I, I may continue to research this. And um, they actually have names, and I forgot what it is, what they are. <laughs> But I, I I saw that they had names and I was oh twin pennies twin pennies yeah I, the thing is I recognize those dolls which which is why I I'm not I don't I'm not losing my mind over it uh, those are real dolls those are real types of dolls you can get Mar- Marjorie Gray and Lynn Stewart voiced I them I don't know her what are your flats like I'm not gonna lie I honestly think that because the animation is so jarring and so insane. I think that's what clouded my vision for this section, as well as the like what the what I would add to my life's playlist, the song, which songs I would add to my life's playlist, because like it's just so in your face and it slaps you around. I was just like, I don't know what's happening. You're singing, cool. I don't know what you're saying. Because for a second I thought you were talking about your London trip, but I get it. I get what you're talking about now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> if I had a flat, it would be uh, Marcella. I didn't enjoy her acting. Um, she acted she's, exactly. It felt like the director was literally screaming his beats to her uh, as the camera was rolling. Um, but I'm sure she's dead now. Oh boy. Um, Fun fact, though, I did read Joe Raposo does make an uncredited appearance in the movie as the bus driver in the beginning. Whoa! So, 
Go back and rewatch it. I'll go it's back on, and watch. It's on YouTube. Go for it. You can yeah. watch it as many times. Right. I can as watch you it want. right now. Okay. Well, um, we'll answer this question before you start rewatching it. Thank Would you. you add any of the songs to your life's playlist? Uh, even though it's misogynistic, I still like uh, No Girl's Toy. But um, at I... least, at least you are acknowledging the problem. Yes, it is a problem. Uh, but I still love. I God, I, I I can't believe how much I loved it. Um, Candy Hearts and Paper Flowers. It's such a beautiful song. Yeah, that is a nice one. I think I'll add that. I think I will add that. Yeah, Blue is also pretty. Blue. Oh, Blue is a great song too. Yeah, Blue's a great song. Very like um, it's very um, Wizard of Oz. Like any of the songs that they would sing. You know, if I only had a brain. If I only had a heart. Yeah. Very much that. Yeah. Um, I'm calling it. We're done with the episode. All right. Well, I had a great time talking to you about this. <laughs> yeah. Reliving my childhood. He says with a malicious smile. Um, <laughs> so, Jason, do you have anything you want to plug or promote? Um, you can always listen to me at J and A R Gay. You can find us on Instagram. You can also follow us, find us wherever this podcast is found too. J and A, I believe the ampersand is helpful in finding it faster, but you can always test it out. Let and, me know. Uh, any any shows? Anything else lined up? Um, as of now, I, I might be at the Met somewhere. Uh, I'm not sure what show I'm in, but I'm at the Met. Pouring come yourself out, yeah. Pouring myself out. Just come to stage sure. I'll be there with the, you know, just hanging out. <laughs> He'll sign your program. I'll uh, sign your program, even though I'm not in the show. <laughs> no matter what show I'm in, I'm sending your program. And if you want to get in touch, I don't know. Do you do you have a clean copy of the the stage musical that Jay Raposa worked on? That was uh, a Broadway flop. We're gonna. We're, I'm gonna send it to you right away. Like, there's the the, the images I was looking at were. Oh, I'm looking. Oh, terrifying! <laughs> oh my god, this. Looks I expect wretched. an email of nothing but this? these pictures, and it's gonna be great. Oh um, my goodness! You can email Jason. You can email me at bodasongpod at gmail.com These images. <laughs> I, I believe I shall. I believe I shall. Uh, I'm also on Facebook and Scrim Twitter and TikTok at Buttersong Pod. Uh, tell us, you, tell me your story about Raggedy Ann and Andy. Did you have one of the dolls growing up? Were these actually sold dolls or d- did you have to make them? I'm still. I'm Wait a not... minute. Wait a minute. Are you that young? I knew that they you could sell them, but the way that I I read a fact though that for the movie. Uh, some the Ra- Raggedy Ann and Andy dolls, and a few other dolls in the in the bedroom were made by somebody. Um, from what I I've I've seen Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Ann dolls. I've seen fewer Raggedy Andy dolls, but I definitely have seen Raggedy Ann dolls in my life. But like in the 70s did you have to make them or were they I was not sort of... I was not alive in the 70s that's my question though so to the okay. listeners okay. God damn it. <laughs> and if you want to be part of next episode's conversation we're going to be talking about the king and I but not the animated one the the Yul Brenner version Yul Brenner Debra Kerr one where it... Debra Carr Debra Carr Debra Carr I'm sorry I'm sorry 
and um, Rita, Rita Moreno. Yes. Uh, Rita Moreno? Yes? No, no, no. Uh, uh, King and I, Rita Moreno, I don't think Rita Moreno was, was in King and I. No, absolutely not. The 1956 movie with Yul Brenner, Deborah Carr, and Rita Moreno. Shut the fuck up. I didn't even know that. Did you, have well, you seen I it? Will, well, I will be listening. Yes, I have. How did you not know she was in it? I didn't know she was in it. Well, oh. you, know what it you know what it is? I saw, I've only seen King and I as a kid. Uh, and I didn't know. I know. I know who she. I know who she was back then. <laughs> but I thought I would remember. But Deborah Carr and Yul Brenner are iconic. Of course, yes. Um, wow. And and if you listened to the the last King and I episode I did, where we watched the 1999 animated version of it, how hard you'll know who my guest is. Oh, I'm excited. So, Jason. <sighs> I think I want to thank you for introducing me to this movie, but also I think I want to slap you for introducing me to this movie. Slap me me first, Daddy. Okay, great. Uh, (laughs) But thank you for coming back on. I know you're going to be back on. We have plans for other ones in the future. So I can't wait. Stay tuned for Jason to be back. And bye for now, everyone. Bye, everyone. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.